Welcome to Season 3 of Centerpiece NY, where you can tune in to the many frequencies of the great city of New York through the life stories of Irish people who have come to live here, as told in their own words. This is Paul Finnegan, the creator, producer, chief marketing officer, and the presenter of this thing. Centerpiece NY is supported by Fox Lifestyle Hospitality Group, an experienced culinary and beverage company and originators of a suite of fine Manhattan hospitality establishments comprising the Rag Trader, the Parlor Room, the White Oak Tavern, Bo Peep Cocktail and Highball Store, and Street Taco at two locations. With his unique ability to create classic and timeless restaurants and bars, founder and Dubliner Mark Fox has been instrumental in the design and execution of some of the most successful neighborhood mainstays in New York City. Fox Lifestyle Hospitality Group is committed to providing consistently outstanding guest experiences led by a vision of genuine, welcoming hospitality. Find out more about Fox Lifestyle Hospitality Group at flhgrp.com. The first full episode of Season 3 of this podcast will be released into the wild very soon. But to begin our third season, we have here a brief stock take. And what better way to take stock on the eve of a new season than with a conversation with a conversationalist? He's also a fellow from the community of Irish podcasters here in New York. I speak, of course, of John Lee, who co-hosts the Irish Stew podcast, Conversations for the Global Irish Nation, with Martin Nutty, whom you will recall was a centerpiece on this podcast in season two. So, John Lee, how are you? Paul Finnegan, what a pleasure. Thanks for having me aboard as, uh, you know, as you look to your next season on the podcast. Yeah, I appreciate the time to have a little chat about season three of Centerpiece NY. Yeah, folks will know that we're, you know, the bitter crosstown rivals in podcasting here in New York. You know, we're both telling stories of the Irish diaspora. Uh, let me ask you, you're moving into your third season. Would you describe Centerpiece NY the same way now as you would have when you first started? Good question. I think so. I think so. I would describe it as follows anyway, to begin with, to any new listeners. In a nutshell, it's someone who spent a solid part of their childhood in Ireland and then came to the United States, came to New York in particular, especially to New York and their journey through that process. It's people who have had a formative experience of growing up in Ireland, at least part of their childhood. And they don't necessarily have to have been born in Ireland, as I wasn't. Mm -hmm. But I think it's that migration from one culture to another that I experienced myself, which I think is something that resonates with a lot of people. And it's also a transition that's remarkable. So I like to capture that in my podcast, Centerpiece NY. It's a way for people who've gone through that transition to identify with it. Um, And there's enough of us, of course, to fill several seasons at least. 
You know, when you first started looking at your earliest guests, they tended to be older folks who who you knew from your time in the New York uh, Irish Center. And uh, along the way, I think season two, your guest list got more, got a bit younger, more diversified, different kinds of occupations. Uh, How did that come about? Well, you know, I launched into the podcast as a new venture for myself. So the most immediately accessible people to talk to were people I had come to know through many years at the New York Irish Center. I found, though, that as time went by and the New York Irish Center became more and more in my rearview mirror, that I realized that I've been working in the Irish community in one way or another for decades. And I just know a lot of people, and it it goes way outside the domain of the New York Irish Center. For example, I did one episode with Adrian Flannelly, who is an ever-present in the Irish community for half a century or more, and no one had ever sort of sat him down and had his story. My first guest in season three is actually someone I came to know through the New York Irish Center, a well-known singer in, in Queens from Cork. So it'll be my first Corkonian guest. He's had a life in America that goes way beyond that. Well, I am a young sailor. My story is sad. For once I was carefree, a bold sailor lad. Well, I courted a lassie by night and by day. Now she's gone and left me and gone far away. It's always going to be part of me, the New York Irish Centre, but I feel that there's such a wealth of people in our community who fit the criteria for being a centrepiece on Centrepiece NY. And I think I think I'm going to stick with that. You know, I'm not really planning to broaden that, at least not in season three. You know, some people say you can broaden your reach significantly by, you know, taking off those, you know, guardrails, I suppose you might want to call them as to who my guests are. Um, But I don't I don't really care to do that. There's an old expression in in writing. You write what you know. And this is what I know, you know, this, this podcast is a world that I know. So that's what I'm exploring. Now, I do plan to do other work outside of Centerpiece NY where I can venture into broader, broader landscapes. Well, before we get there, what, what, uh, what might we look ahead to in uh, season three? I have several people in mind for season three that will make great guests. You have to put the feelers out there as to whether they're willing And then the hardest part, as you know, and Martin Nutty and you will know, is scheduling time with people. And I like to record in person, which also adds a little bit of overhead to the logistics of sitting down with someone. So in season three, I'm going to I'm going to continue to explore the community that has made up all of season one and two. Well, you you mentioned logistics and overhead, and I was thinking, you know, there's a lot of other things we can all do with our time than tackle podcasting. There's a, you have to learn the different technology, you have to develop a theme, a voice, uh, you have to promote your episodes. What what grabbed you to move ahead and start this in the first place? I guess it goes back to my childhood. I was raised in a world of radio, even though television was well established by the time I was growing up. But I lived in a particular part of Ireland, which was called single channel land. We had one TV station 
and broadcast out of Dublin. And oftentimes it was only aired for about five or six hours a day. It was quite pathetic, actually, when, when compared to other TV stations, especially on the east side of Ireland, where you could pick up the British TV stations. I remember there was one incident where there was a, a strike by this television station. It's called RTE. It's still called RTE. And they pulled the plug on the FA Cup final in 1980. It was a game between Arsenal and West Ham. And there was uh, there was people playing for Arsenal there that were well-known superstars in the Irish soccer world at the time. Liam Brady, Frank Stapleton, and David O'Leary. So it was really a big highlight for me that day. But then the strike, this industrial action occurred and they pulled the plug. And that was awful for us people living in single channel land because we were now cut out of a big game. But over on the east side of the country, they could turn over to other stations like the BBC and ITV or whatnot to watch the game there. So it's it's actually something that (laughs) I will never forget. And I have Googled this many times and I found almost no evidence it ever occurred. There was one newspaper article I found that where it was referenced almost, you know, obliquely in a paragraph halfway down through the through the article. So I'm wondering if there was a concerted effort after that to erase it from the historical record, sort of. You know, like uh, a totalitarian government might might, uh, airbrush something out of history. So actually, if anybody listening remembers that day in 1980, when the FA Cup final was taken away from the people in the west of Ireland, please get in touch. We'd like to establish this has actually happened. You know, we'd like to bring forth the evidence. Anyway, that was a long-winded way of saying (laughs) I was raised primarily in a a radio world. Um, My mother was a great listener to radio. She would listen to the BBC World Service. She would listen to RTE radio, of course. And whenever the news came on, everyone had to be quiet while we listened to the news. And she was a great fan of Radio Nagueltukta as well. So I, I was just raised in very much in a radio household. And I've always enjoyed the atmosphere of radio. Um, and I became a big fan of certain types of radio here in the United States. One could be described as long-form journalism, documentary-style radio. And my favorite shows started started with Radiolab, actually, mm-hmm. on NPR, and then This American Life. So I like to listen to them occasionally, you know. Um, and that's what I tried to do with Centerpiece NY. So I've always been a fan of audio, of radio, and I just try to emulate that style in Centerpiece NY. Well, you, you kind of alluded to maybe uh, Centerpiece NY wasn't the only thing on your plate. What what else is going on? Anything in the world of podcasting? And then I want to I want to take your pulse on where things are going in general. Sure, sure, yeah. Well, I have several ideas for podcasts or audio documentaries in mind at the moment. But one that I've actually embarked on working on is with a lady called Heather Quinlan, who's done a lot of great documentary work. A film documentary work and podcasting as well, and audio work, and we've uh, we've decided to tackle the story of the founder of Carvel Ice Cream, whose name was Tom Carvel, and we're working on that right now. Tom Carvel was an amazing entrepreneur, but he was enigmatic. There was a lot of questions around his life, and also very mysterious uh, circumstances of his passing. So. To some degree, it's a true crime podcast, which 
as we all know, is a very popular form of podcasting and an intriguing story. And we're having fun with it right now, Heather and I. So that is something we would like to bring to fruition in the months ahead. And if you don't know Tom Carvel, I'm not sure how far the Carvel ice cream empire went, but he's primarily known for his, you know, really cheesy TV commercials where he was a very unlikely person to be the star. Yes. And that all builds into the mystery that he was, you know, because at the same time, he was also very entrepreneurial in things like franchising and refrigeration for ice cream and soft serve ice cream and all those kind of things. So there's a lot of angles to the man as we learn more about him and certainly a lot of unanswered questions, which we would like to pose. So we're we're looking forward to uh, getting our teeth into that. Well, there's a lot of angles to the man I'm speaking to right here, Mr. Finnegan. Uh, I, I listened back to the episode where we had you on Irish Stew, and you described yourself as specializing in career change. So I'm going to paraphrase a question I asked you then. What are you doing right now to keep Paul Finnegan Enterprises moving forward? Well, you know, I've often wondered how I even got this far with the way I think and the way I operate. I've taken on this whole concept of you can do anything in America and had a go at it. Whether I've succeeded or not, I don't know. But I'd say one major part of my thinking right now is the Irish Business Organization, which I am fortunate enough to be president of in 2022. And I am going to announce now that I am putting my name forward for election in 2023. And of course, you and I have argued over the legitimacy of my election this time <laughs> last year. And I'm sure that I'm sure that you'll continue to undermine democracy again, John, in the months ahead. But I'm putting my name forward and, and I would be honored if things worked out for me to to be the president of the IBO again next year. And I'll tell you why. Um, and you know why but maybe a lot of people listening don't know why it's the IBO celebrating 50 years mm. come 2023. And that's a remarkable achievement and speaks volumes for the kind of organization it is. And it has a remarkable history and its origin story has a lot to do with the power of women in leadership and in business way back in 1972. And we'd like to celebrate that and the accomplishments of the organization and the people that really uh, got it to where it is today. Because, I, yeah, I'm the president this year. But again, you know, I'm on the shoulders of many, many people, including yourself, John, uh, who, as we know, you guided us through the pandemic uh, masterfully. So that's, that's a significant uh, part of my thinking at the moment. I encourage people to join the IBO. The higher quality the membership, the better it will be. So we encourage people to consider joining and making it a better organization. Um, I'm also, I'm also, and this is, you know, alludes to what you really asked. I'm embarking on a new venture in the months ahead. So I will pull back the curtain on that in due course. It's not quite ready for prime time just yet. But I will say that it involves a certain amount of story crafting, which I have found is something that I love to do. And that's what it's all about. Do what you like to do and get someone to pay you for it, I suppose. <laughs> well, I, I look forward to the next season. Uh, you know, I listen to all the episodes and, and it's great to kind of compare notes with you and uh, 
you know, we're in that uh, uh, a rising tide lifts all boats kind of mentality about what we're both doing in podcasting. So congratulations with the uh, success so far and look forward to another great year. Thanks, John. Indeed, you know, we are all part of one community and there's plenty of room for all of us. I look forward to the future of what you're doing with the stew, you and Martin Nutty are doing with the stew, and uh, we'll take it from there. Sounds good. And to finish up, have a listen to the trailer for Cold Storage, the story of Tom Carvel, which I mentioned in my conversation with John Lee. And following that, our message in support of the Celtic Irish American Academy, which will be running throughout season three. Ice Cream King, Business Tycoon, the man who brought us Fudgy the Whale. His voice was the one that could sink a thousand ships, yet his was the voice of Carvel. Who better to sell my ice cream than me, he reasoned. And he was right. In the 1970s and 80s, you'd hear him calling out buy one, get one free deals during commercial breaks. It was precisely that lack of Madison Avenue polish that made you believe Carvel was kindly, grandfatherly, a regular guy who just happened to make a lot of dough selling soft serve ice cream. But all he really wanted was to make a kid smile. And you'd be wrong, because what began as the quintessential American story, a Greek immigrant uses his ingenuity to create an empire, ended in disaster that may have resulted in Carvel's death. It definitely resulted in litigation over his estate, where the ones who benefited most were the lawyers. So how did something as innocent as selling ice cream turn so tragic? How could a tyrant create cookie puss? And does anyone really know who anyone is? Cold Storage is the investigative podcast that answers these questions and brings up plenty more in its search to discover who Tom Carvel was. Along the way, we learn why the invention of the soft-serve ice cream was up there with the invention of the light bulb, how Carvel treated his franchisees like cash cows, and why a surefire way to success in business lies not only in your smarts, but in your golf handicap. I'm Paul Finnegan. And I'm Heather Quinlan. And you're about to get locked into cold storage. And now, a word from our friends at the Celtic Irish American Academy in Galway. Brian Fahey here, director of the Celtic Irish American Academy. We are based in Salt Hill, Galway, Ireland, and operate a two-week immersive program for American high school students. The students live in Galway for the two weeks and explore Irish culture, heritage, sports, STEM, leadership, and service learning in a classic Irish setting. Now in our seventh year, our programme has received fantastic reviews. Enrolment for our July 2023 programme is now taking place. Come join us on this wonderful adventure. This is Caitlin from Parkland, Florida. In July 2019, I attended the Celtic Irish American Academy as an emerging Irish-American young leader, fully immersing in the culture and heritage of Galway, Ireland, We stayed with an outstanding host family for two weeks, 
mentoring and attending classes on leadership, business, and volunteering. The memories I have and the friendships I made will last a lifetime. For more information, visit our website at CelticIrishAmericanAcademy.com. And now, back to Centerpiece NY. Thank you for listening. My conversation with John Lee occurred in September 2022. Don't forget to check out the companion website for this show, centerpieceny.com. That's C-E-N-T-E-R-P-I-E-C-E-N-Y dot com. It's worth a visit because it is full of additional information on the world of our centerpieces and the back catalogue of episodes from seasons one and two, in case you've missed any. While you're on the website, please write a review or leave a comment. Feedback is always welcome. Season 3, here we go.